You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, it's Vanessa Grimaldi on the show right now. I've been, <laughs> I've been obsessed with ASMR, which is basically the sounds of, well, Michaela, what is it exactly? It's like, it's basically a close whisper yeah. for intense relaxation for sleep. It's like, I'm going to open. So that's ASMR. Sounds kind of sexy. Doesn't it sound sexy? Okay, so you may not recognize this voice because it's not Jared. It's not Dean. Uh, I don't know where they are exactly, but they're not in today. But welcome to another episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm one of your three co-hosts, Vanessa, and I got the wonderful, beautiful Michaela Whiteman. Am I saying that right? Whitman? Whiteman? White? Whiteman. Whiteman. Yes, Whiteman. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. So if you're a Bachelor fan, Michaela was on season, which season of The Bachelor Canada? Season three. And it stopped after that. There's no more Bachelor Canada. I wonder what happened. (laughs) I wonder what I've done. (laughs) Or what did he do? Even better. blame it on him. Uh, So Michaela was on season three of Bachelor Canada. She didn't get engaged to The Bachelor, Chris LaRue, but they did end up together, kind of like Colton season. Kind of like Colton season, um, Colton Cassie did not get a, did not end up getting engaged, which I actually think is a smart thing to do. Well, with the track record, I would agree with you. Yeah. Well, no offense listen, to us. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, there's there's been zero divorce rates in The Bachelor world. Zero. Okay, fair. But there have been a lot of engagements that have failed right and that does make me sad well yes yeah yeah because I don't you know I remember like getting so many messages from girls like oh my god is that what I need to do to go on the show I'm like <gasps> to, to get fi- to find love I'm like no you don't have to go on the bachelor to find love like it does happen it did happen for the both of us however um reality hit and when it hit it hit it hit us hard oh I guess. yes yeah absolutely yeah so definitely. now that you're out of contract Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Michaela, give us all the juicy details. What ended up happening between you guys? Because I want to talk about, so Michaela is no longer with The Bachelor. I'm 
no longer with Nick. And I think it's been about for you, for me, it's going to be two years in August and Nick and I broke up. And for you, it's a, li- a little longer, honestly, because we broke up so quickly. It's been probably a year and a oh, half. Even. Right. Because you broke yeah. up during the show yes. when the show was airing. So yes. by the time before after- the show even aired, oh. let me just correct you there. We uh, called it quits. OK, so we're <laughs> going to talk a lot about dating um, in the real world, the do's and don'ts of dating. Um, I openly talk about having a lot of anxiety and Michaela you openly talk about that on your on your um, Instagram as well so I want to talk about ways that we can help build self-confidence and cultivate this like idea that we do deserve love and we do deserve all the really great things and just try to empower other people um, to believe that too so what ended up happening with you guys well so like I said we kind of uh ended things maybe only two months after we finished filming so by the time the show aired it was like long over I felt like he made a second attempt to kind of make things better when it was coming up to the after the final Mm. rose filming and Mm -hmm. in hindsight I'd now believe that was full-blown strategy I think that he just didn't want me to make him look like a on TV, so he tried to make me feel like things were gonna get better. So he manipulate. He you thought he was manipu- yes. manipulating you. I yes, 100% felt like that after. And then, so what ended up happening on the show? I don't really think you always get the whole truth. You know, Never. you get parts of the truth. You know, the edited truth. But Chris and I were kind of decided that it was going to be us at the end I think maybe it was similar to your situation mm-hmm. like you knew a little bit more in advance not, not really oh, nope, no no nope, okay. nope never like an inkling of anything I I thought going into um the last F like the engagement I'm like he's not gonna pick me because he had tears in his eyes and I was like like this is oh, him yeah. saying like it's not you um but yeah no I didn't I didn't I kind of rode through the whole thing very confident like I felt like we were on the same page I felt like it was gonna be me and to the point that for the fantasy suite dates, he had told me that he wasn't going to be intimate with the other contestant. And I took that information and I thought it was the truth. And I found out after that that wasn't really how it all shook down. And I confronted him about it and I felt lied to and I felt mm-hmm. deceived. And that's a mm-hmm. whole part of the reason why we didn't you know, want to move forward with the engagement at the end because we were kind of starting the relationship on a, a lack of trust. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so to get engaged right after you learn that someone's already deceived you is just not really the way I want to live my life. Well, not even to just get engaged, to start a relationship. So I want to talk about the do's and don'ts of a relationship. And that's like, for me, the biggest no-no is lying. Seriously. I don't like liars. No. I don't, what's the point of, I'm someone who, I guess I'm the total opposite because I want someone who's not going to lie about anything. I am so honest. Example, I was in the car with my boyfriend the other day and I was making reservations for breakfast for my family for seven people big gang of people and I'm like hey I'm just I'm making a reservation for seven and they're like okay perfect uh, we confirmed you for 12 o'clock I'm like well it's not 100% confirmed because I'm calling another restaurant to see if I can get into that restaurant <laughs> and he's looking at me he's like why are you saying this I'm like because I'm just so honest yeah. I don't know how to lie yeah. what else do you say just the truth just the truth and so what ended up happening is I did get the other restaurant reservation so I called the other restaurant I said hey just like I you know I had previously mentioned I have to cancel like thank you so much for your honesty and I'm like see honestly goes a long way so that's my biggest thing for um uh relationships like the do's and don'ts of a relationship because i struggle with uh trust issues and i talk about this a lot um i'm a huge advocate for mental health i'm in therapy you know i think it's important to know 
what your struggles are prior to entering a relationship um, and understanding how can I help myself when something is happening that could really heighten my insecurities. Um, but, and lies for me are the biggest, like, oh, it's a yeah. huge, like, it's a really big setback. And another big no-no is what Chris did to you on the show, call you by the wrong name. Oh, yeah, you want to make sure that your boyfriend knows your name. <laughs> That's uh, number one. Yep, get the first name down pat, and then we can move on to the next step. But, yeah, no, that was completely embarrassing, and uh, it was not done for TV. That was a legitimate slip. Uh, up and it, yeah that one burned <laughs> i hate to break in here ladies but we actually have a uh we have a caller on the line dr jeanette who wants to help out vanessa with uh your eye problem we all yes! saw on the internet uh, <laughs> so she's on the line right now if you want to say hi hi dr jeanette thank you so much for calling in hey good morning everyone my pleasure Hi, so we got Michaela and myself, Vanessa, um, in studio, and I woke up one morning, I think it was like a couple days ago, actually it wasn't one morning, it was right before going to bed, my eyelid was a little bit irritated, and I'm like, oh, maybe it was because I was crying all day, nope, I just ended up having this big, I don't know what it was, I guess it was a sty this morning, it it is a a lot better, and then someone's like, what if it's pink eye, and I'm like, well, isn't what is pink eye, first of all, and what is a sty? Can you first define those two? Sure, sure. First of all, I hope you are feeling better. But pink eye is just street term for conjunctivitis, um, which is the white part of your eye actually turns pink, red. And that's why it's called pink eye. And oh. it can be pink for many different reasons. It could be a bacterial infection where you need eye drops. Or it could be allergies, believe it or not. And sometimes it could be a virus. And and for some people, if they accidentally splash a chemical or bleach or whatever mm-hmm. in their eye, their eye will turn pink or red. So many different causes for it. But it's definitely treatable. But if, if you have it for like a long period of time, you should go see your doctor right away because we don't want any like long-term complications. But so that's what pink eye is, conjunctivitis, and that's really contagious. Can um, you get that from poop, type. too? Yeah, there's, there's like a huge myth that if you fart on your pillow and then you sleep <laughs> on your pillow, yeah, okay. I <laughs> you don't wash your hands until dry. Now, now, if your pillowcase is dirty and hasn't been washed in a while, can you pick up infections? That's a possibility um, because, for example, a sty, um, which is an infection at the base of your eyelashes, mm-hmm. usually caused um, by blockage of the glands, mm-hmm. can be due to bacterial infections, like picking up germs or you know, everybody has bacteria on their fingertips. They don't wash their fingers, and you rub your eyes, you can develop a sty because it's usually caused by, like, staph infection, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, that's that's a big issue, hygiene. And if you're not washing your hands properly, if you're rubbing your eyes, if you're, like, letting mm-hmm. people share your mascara or your eyeliner. Mm. Or I did get my makeup done the week of... By a makeup artist, yeah. Okay. And I mean, they use the same brushes, I guess, and the so same So we got to make sure mascara. she's using cleaning cleaning tools, like if she's sterilizing, you know, what she uses. I think most, most makeup artists do, but we gotta got to keep an eye on that. But um, for most people with styles, because they can be painful. Is yours painful? Mine wasn't. Uh, it wasn't painful. I just, it okay. felt really heavy. My eyelid felt, and I had yeah. an event that night. I had to cancel, and I guess it just Aww. was like a dent on my self-esteem because I was like, well, what if I wear an eye patch and I'd be dazzled and I just leave the house with it? <laughs> I'd be super cool, right? But I couldn't find an eye patch. And then my, yeah, so I, I guess it was just like 
it, it started to yet last night was when the swelling really started to go down and that's when it became really itchy and then i uh-huh. noticed a lot of my eyelashes start to fall off and i was like what the oh, no. hell is happening yeah, were you rubbing your eye a lot? Because sometimes um, people that, that you rub your eyes a lot, that can cause some worsening irritation. But um, best thing to do if this happens again for a sty is a warm compress. Believe it or not, a lot of times they'll, they'll go away on their own. Mm-hmm. But using a warm compress and even sometimes antibiotic ointment might help. Mm-hmm. There's not like a lot of clear evidence that it's the number one treatment. But using warm compresses, Give it, giving it time, and uh, how much time? Sometimes antibiotic ointment. Um, so it's it's different. Everyone's different. It can be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks. Oh God! But hygiene hygiene is really important. I I also like to tell my patients like when you're in the shower, take a couple of drops of Johnson Johnson or type of baby shampoo, put mm-hmm. it on your fingertips, and very gently wash the base of your eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Very gently, and of course, I'll always say throw out your makeup. Make sure yeah. no one else is using it. Um, Because sometimes it can be contaminated. All my makeup um, or just my mascara? Well, anything that you would put on your on your eyes, like mascara, okay. eyelashes, eyeliners, the, the little Gosh. applicators that you use to apply yeah. eyeshadow as well could be contaminated, and so you can you know get continue recurrent infections. Um, and makeup brushes as well, it's really important. But um, anytime you feel one coming, the best thing to do right away is make sure you put some warm compresses. Make sure you're drinking lots of water, believe it or not, because dehydration and getting not getting enough sleep, not getting a good, well-balanced diet can, you know, slow down the healing process and make you more prone to infection. That's important as well. Perfect. Well, Dr. Jeanette, thank you so much for calling in. My eye is feeling better, <laughs> but I definitely don't Yay. drink enough water, so I will take your advice on that one. All right. Um, well, Good. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yes. Thank you so much for calling in. It's my pleasure. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Likewise. Okay. Bye-bye. Yes. Well, speaking of wanting to stay healthy, when was the last, Mick, I want to ask you, when was the last time you went to dermatologist? Or have you ever been? I don't think I've ever been to a dermatologist. I have not either. No. Isn't that crazy? Yes, that is crazy. For some people, they may have gone, but it's probably a while since you've been to a dermatologist. So there's high-priced department store brands. We all know those ones. Gimmicky marketing tricks to disappointing products that often don't perform. It's impossible to know where to put your trust in your money. We make money. We want to make sure that we're spending it wisely. The truth is we aren't trying to look 18 again, but we but looking like we sleep seven hours and more and drink eight glasses of water every day would be ideal. Yes. I mean, I don't know how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Not that many. No? No. I'm like a six-hour kind of sleeper. Yeah. I feel like if I sleep over eight hours or even if I hit like eight and up, I'll be drowsy the next day. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like a certain number of hours I want to be sleeping, but I don't drink enough water. That's for sure. Eight glasses. What? I'll be peeing every five seconds. Yeah. But I have to start. So our skin deserves more than just a trend. And there's so many different trends trends happening nowadays. It deserves to get the real freaking deal. Forhers.com, F-O-R-H-E-R-S.com, is the new women's wellness brand cutting the cost and delivering you one of dermatologists' go-to solution for aging skin. Michaela's turning 29 oh, next week. Last year of the 20s. <laughs> I need some of this. I'm in my 30s, um, but I think, you know, prevention is a huge thing. In your When you're in your 20s, you know, you want to make sure that you're using the right products and the right brands in order to avoid the whole aging game later on. Or not avoid, but at least, like, try to slow down the process. 
So fought for by a woman. So forhers.com is fought for by a woman for women. And I love that because there's so many products out there that are made by men like our tampons yeah. and our, you know, like it's created by men. So I love making sure that the products that I use are created by women because they do get it. Yes, they Especially understand. when it comes to like aging. For hers is helping women deal with aging skin. A doctor will evaluate you and if appropriate can prescribe you a treatment that can be delivered direct to your door. No more in-person dermatologist visits, no more pharmacy lines, no insurance needed. Our listeners can get their first month of anti-aging formula from HERS for $10 off right now while supplies last and of course subject to your doctor's approval. See their website for full de- for full details. Go to Go to forhers.com slash Dean. Of course, the code <laughs> is Dean, D-E-A-N. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S dot com slash Dean. Forhers slash Dean. Restrictions apply. See their website for full details. You'll love it. Um, I've been using it. And I mean, you cut, you know, there's no point of, especially out here, like having to go to see a doctor and the lineups at the pharmacy and the insurance papers and all that. So something to look into mick oh yes need to pump the brakes on that aging oh (laughs) but speaking of dating since we were just talking about this before dr jeanette called in um we're in an age i just started reading this book the happiness equation by neil pasricha i don't know if i'm saying his last name properly and it's basically if you go to chapters or indigo it's this blue book and it talks about it talks about um ways to be happy and it's like it's it seems like such a simple equation to do but there's so many things that are hindering us to get there and right now people who are living in this 2019 dating culture we're living in a culture where it's a culture of more versus back in the day when it was a culture of enough so now we want the guy we want there's like more dating apps there's more more like decision there's like there's there's so much of everything, right? Um, people want to date more than one person at once. Our partner needs more money, more education, more muscles, a bigger house, like more, 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 more versus just when is it enough? And I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine who's a doctor and he's like, I'm scared I'm going to get to that point where it'll never be enough. I have like a nice house, but maybe I'm going to want a nicer car. And then once I get the nicer car, I'm going to want a prettier woman and then once I get the pretty woman I'm gonna want a private island and the, it, it's like when is it enough well I mean it's kind of sad because it kind of speaks to the fact that we're not as content in things and we're always searching for something more something more and I think it's also funny because it also relates back to the fact that everybody has the same needs and problems and no matter whether you have the island or whether you mm-hmm. don't or whether you just have a Honda or you have a BMW Everybody still wants more no matter where they are in that place. So everybody has the same problems. It's just a different level of the problem. Right, right. It's all relative to yes. what you're going through. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like we do have enough. Probably Absolutely. a lot. A lot, a lot of us. A lot more than enough. Yes. In some cases, so much more mm-hmm. than we need. And I think obviously it'd be ideal if that was distributed amongst people more evenly. But I don't, I mean. Well, when it comes to love, what is enough? What's enough for a relationship instead of, so I know I'm someone, because uh, I do a lot of introspective work, and I'm someone that will look, for, maybe it's because of my trust issues, but I think a lot of people can relate to this, men, women. Um, I look for a problem in a relationship. I find what the problem is. 
and then I try to improve the problem instead of not trying to find what instead of poking holes in the relationship like I, I tend to sometimes like hone in on something that bothers me and I have to learn how to pick and choose my battles Yes, because some things you just have to accept because if you nitpick at every single thing, nobody's perfect. Not any relationship is going to be perfect. So at some point you have to just accept the fact that there are things that aren't going to be perfect. And if you can accept those and internalize them and be happy, then... So what's a huge red flag for you? What's something that you're like, I can't look past this? This is like a huge no-no for me. I was, I was, well, you're in I a was... relationship now. So Michaela's dating someone. I'm so excited. Oh. So Michaela's from Toronto. Well, you weren't born and raised in Toronto. No, Winnipeg. But, she was, yeah. I don't know. But people, in Toronto for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. People in the States are like, Winnipeg? What's, what is that? Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, so she just moved yesterday to Montreal. So Woo. we're in a Montreal studio right now recording. Uh, she's dating a French-Canadian Yay. in Montreal. So super excited about that. Um, so Michaela was doing long distance for how long? Four or five months. Four or five months. Moving? And I always feel like long distance relationships, I get this, I get asked this a lot if I'm an advocate for it. Yeah, do it. But you need to know, set a time limit. For me, long distance relationships, I've done it a handful of times. Six months was my time limit. After six months, it's like if we're not moving forward and if we're stagnant, then I something needs to give. Yes. And so you're the one. Yes. That decided to move to Montreal for the relationship. I did, yes. I mean, what you're saying is so true. There has to be an end game. Like, you cannot just be in a long-distance relationship that has no end. You never know if you're going to be able to live in the same city. But we were very aware of the fact that we could make the move eventually, whether it was him or I. And, I mean, I love Montreal, so it was me this time. Yeah, she left Montreal because she was gone for most of the winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been on vacation. I miss, I miss the winter. Um, but, I mean, I do love Montreal. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I think if it's the right person, you, you know in your heart that you want to make that move. And you're not afraid. Like, I'm not afraid but to. But it's scary because, I mean, you have to... I have a friend who might be moving out of this city. And one thing you have to realize is you're going... Your identity is kind of like your identity was in Toronto, but it was yeah. also in California. Um, and you're coming into a new city and everything is new. So it's yeah, that's tough. New friends. Yeah. Well, new everything. And, yeah. And I mean, I've done this in the past where I moved to Chicago for a man and I wasn't able to cultivate my own life. I didn't make my own friend group. I was kind of just doing his thing. And I ended up going crazy and getting fat and ending the relationship and going back to Canada. So this time, I think something that I've learned from the past is it's so important to keep your sense of self. Do you do the things that you love to do? Make your own friends, do your mm-hmm. own thing. And, you know, you and have be to open. Have, yeah, be open. Try new things. Go to something by yourself. Yep. You know, walk yep. around the city. Talk to people. Hopefully when I learn how to speak French, this will be easier <laughs> for me. But, yeah, you kind of have can to come over to my house there. and I'll give you a free lesson any okay. day. Perfect. Thank any you. day of the week. So that's the thing. I think being open um, to new experiences and do something that makes you, you excited but also afraid. Something that makes you kind of like freak out every day yeah that's pushing yourself to not stay in your comfort zone yeah that's when you grow yeah exactly and so growing growth is such a big thing in a relationship as well I was someone that would if a relationship would end I'd be like oh like that was a waste I hate using this word now but back then I would say oh that was a waste of two years or why why you know I didn't listen to my intuition or why why and Instead of thinking, okay, how did I grow from this relationship? Ariana Grande. Yeah. I'm so thankful for my ex. Exactly. Be, you know, like, say thank you. Yeah. But next. next. Yeah, be open <laughs> to that next opportunity. And I, before going on The Bachelor, I dated someone for two and a half years. 
and um, no major red flags. And when I say red flags, red flags can be different for every type of relationship and every person. Red flags for me are, do you want kids? <laughs> if the answer is no, it's like, bye. See Not even thank you next. It's no. like, next. Yeah, running away, running yeah. away. <laughs> so he told me he wanted kids. And then one day he woke up. He's like, I don't think I want kids. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I did not see this coming because we were looking for houses and stuff. And at that point, I felt so sorry for myself. I felt so badly for myself. And instead of being like, universe, thank you for this message. Thank you for delivering me this now, as opposed to when we're married and, you know, yeah. or in a, in a later, later time in life. Now I understand that. But when I was in my 20s and I was at that point, I was 24. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to be 25 and all by myself <laughs> and like I'm celebrating like what is it a quarter of a century yeah a quarter of a century all by myself without him and I felt so bad I went through a little depression mm -hmm. for a couple of months I was really I, I remember I couldn't leave my mom's side um she would go to the bathroom and I'm like don't close the door mom I'm coming in the bathroom with you I had to stay by her side through everything and um it makes me sad to look at myself back then and know how poorly I felt about myself and my self-esteem was just I felt like taken away from me especially when you're dating someone so young um, it's hard to sometimes understand your what your identity is yes and not lose it yeah especially well especially when you're young like you're saying now it's not the same no. now that you know we're we're 30 or ish kind of yeah you're getting there <laughs> you just have such a better sense of self and it it really it really plays into your relationships I feel like now going through a breakup they're always hard but I'm with you on this universe bandwagon like everything that happens to me now I'm just anything in a relationship it's coming from the universe everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. and going through a hard breakup either will teach you something or you'll learn something that you want more in the next relationship so it's always like it could always be worse right maybe it could be better sometimes too but it always could be worse yeah well there's seven morning there's seven stages in a morning process and sometimes I get uh, stuck in a stage where I could resent the person get really mad at them and think like they did everything wrong in the relationship but that's not the case it takes two to tango oh, right yeah. like I hate that expression <laughs> but it's true it takes yeah. two people and after that relationship I was single for three years oh yeah but I, three years, because I wanted to be yeah. single and I wanted to do a lot of work on who is Vanessa? Yeah. I had lost myself in the relationship. What makes me happy? What are things that I need? What are my values? What are my non-negotiables? Yeah. As soon as you find where your non-negotiables are, those are your red flags. Absolutely. And you can't settle on those or else you'll never, you'll, it's, oh, you all come out in the wash and you will not find happiness. And you will not be happy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So my non-negotiables are, and I remember talking to Nick while I was on the show in Finland in the hot tub about family and um, kids. And I want my family. I want to have my own family. I think when I was in my younger 20s, for anyone who comes from a um, you know, a culture or religion that it has a lot of um, expectations. Like I, I come from an Italian background and there's these expectations of like meeting every Sunday at lunch and not even expectations. It's like, that's what just, that's what we do. It's in our, you know, it's like, that's how we were raised to get together yeah. every Sunday. And for other people that I dated, it was like nonsense. Why would you want to go every Sunday to your grandmother's house? And now I'm like, okay, I get it. Maybe every Sunday seems a little bit too much. How can we create our own traditions? How can we create something that makes, that pulls in from both of our identities and makes us both happy? Because as soon as you start 
um, leaning more into what the other person wants to do and trying to fill up their cup, you're going to start feeling drained. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's even to be said in the long distance relationships, because when you make the move to a city for your significant other, so for me, myself, moving here for my boyfriend, I don't have any of my family here and it's all his family. So every weekend when we're doing things with his family, I'm happy to do that, whatever, whatever's clever. But then when it's time to fly home to Winnipeg to spend time with my mm-hmm. family, he has to, you know, you have to give that back or else like you, say, you feel like you're losing your own your yeah. own family, your own family life, your home family identity. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, we're not taught any of this in school. We're taught like... School's so weird. School, like, I mean, listen, as a school teacher, there's certain things that I would talk about with my students because I'm like, when you get out of this classroom, like, this is real life. Yes. And learning life skills and how to build interpersonal relationships is something that I think we should be teaching each other and that's what I hope people listening to our podcast you know like you're learning from our mistakes and our heartbreaks and like things that we learned along the way Um, but one thing that I learned along the way is how to gain that self-confidence I keep getting asked like what do you do for self-confidence and I'm like listen I have days where I'm like Ugh, I judge myself and I compare myself and I, you know, social media is legit the devil sometimes. I think Lady Gaga said it was the, it's the garbage of the internet or like <laughs> something, something to that sort. And it's so true. You can fall into this trap of like just checking what other people are doing. And guys, we only post the best things that are happening, like oh, our yeah. best picture. There's one picture I really wanted to post and I sent it to a friend and she's like, you're gutsy if you post this. It was a picture of me zero makeup on. I woke up in the morning and I was so bloated. I had my period and I was on the balcony in Florida in a bikini. And I was like sitting with my stomach, like with like nine folds on my stomach. And I just like, I wanted to post it and be like, this is me in the morning at 9am when I hate life. And this is what I look like when I'm bloated. And, but I was like, I'm sometimes it's so scary to completely put yourself out there because people are so judgy. They are. Yes, absolutely judgy. And I mean, like, you should, I would have loved for you to put that out there. I mean, I still have it. It's in my saved drafts well, on Instagram, yes. so put I it, might put it out okay, there. Okay, okay, put it in the drafts. But I mean, I I follow accounts on Instagram like that of of women who real are showing you know all of their stretch marks and cellulite. Mm-hmm. And I love that. All the so- certain things that have happened to their body after birth, and I think yeah. it's so beautiful. And I. I personally, I don't even think that I'm in a place yet where I would be able to do that. Like, I'm still working on myself hard, Mm -hmm. but I admire it. I think it's amazing. And I think that the more people that are going to do it, the less we're going to be judging each other. Yeah, I think, well, as long as social media is around and as long as we keep posting our best selves and the best days that we're having, then we're never really going to get there. But if we start opening up about things that we may be struggling with Mm -hmm. and not judge each other for that. Maybe once a week we should post our worst selves. You oh, and I. Maybe God. Maybe we should try to put that out there. Yeah, that's almost every day. But I'm like, okay, a little bit of mascara. Then now that I have to throw up, uh, throw out, throw up, throw out. Throwing up on Instagram. Throw up. Because <laughs> of my pink eye or sty or whatever I had. Um, but I realized it for self-confidence is, so I did two things. I spoke about this on the podcast. I like to... Um, you know, there's certain parts of my body. I mean, I, I dated someone who made fun of my boobs being too small. Really? And I was, yeah, I was like, okay, that was like the first time I, I started feeling really self-conscious about my body. And I was like, you know, you, you want to get intimate with your partner. And um, I was like, just like so self-conscious. I, I didn't feel sexy around him. Yeah, you didn't want to get naked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did not want to. Yeah. Um, but then 
after that relationship ended, I remember just like loving every inch of me. Like I, I, I eat a lot of like, now I eat healthy, but before, before now I would not eat very well. And I have cellulite. Like if I squeeze my ass cheeks together, it is legit. Like every crater you dimple can find. Yeah. Dimple mania. Yeah. <laughs> There's dimples all over my butt, but I'm like, this is me. I like having a big butt. Yeah. So I'm going to take the cellulite with my big butt. Oh yeah. I will trade um, a big butt. I want a big butt with cellulite. But I don't have a big butt anymore because I lost weight. And that's another thing too. I think we're in the culture where it's like, it's so, um, People want to tell each other, like, oh, my God, girl, you lost weight. I'm like, don't f- tell me that because I will legit crawl yeah, into a no. hole and cry. No. Yeah. Like, like find me pasta yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> like, I want to, for me, in my head, healthy is a woman who's, like, yeah. has, like, you know, meat on her. Yes. And so those are, like, like, like a, a real woman with curves and, yeah. um, you know, that's not, like, the perfect body or what we think is the the ideal body, like the Kim Kardashians of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not real. No, absolutely not. So I learned to just get naked in front of a mirror and literally like positive self-affirmations. Yeah. Like, damn, girl, you look good today. <laughs> oh, look at those boobs. Yes. Like, oh, look at that damn. ass. <laughs> like, and I literally tell myself that and I laugh, at, I laugh with myself in the mirror and I'm home alone at this point with the curtains closed. But it, I, and then it just feels so good because I was like, yep. I'm beautiful. Have and you ever I'm left the curtains it. open by accident? I have not. Maybe I have on purpose. No. <laughs> <laughs> no peeping Tom. But that's what I do for self-confidence. And I think another thing, too, is we're so used to self-deprecation. Yes. Like making fun of ourselves. But then that allows the person that you're talking to to like a window of opportunity to also judge you and make fun of you because you're like, oh, you're doing it to yourself. So I think if you know there's something that you're really good at, like – I don't know. Uh, like I'm, I'm really good at untangling necklaces. Okay. So be like, what are you really good at? Then you own it. Yes. Instead of hiding it and making excuses for yourself. Like if you come from, um, I don't know, if you're really good at sports, but you don't want to let anyone know that you're really good at like a sport or that you like work out all the time because people are going to be like, oh, you, is that why? Like, is that why you're skinny or is that why you're like, you're so fit? Like, yeah, I work out and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I work out. Yeah. You yes. know, instead of being like, yeah, well, making it sound like you don't work out as much as you do and making excuses for yourself. Own it. I'm guilty Just for that. Just own it. Yeah. yeah. Very. Absolutely. Own it. Stop hiding. Stop apologizing f- for yourself and just like accept the good and the bad. Because once you start accepting those things, that's when you're just going to, it's like the floodgates are going to open and this love and positivity is just going to come your way. Yeah. Putting yourself out there and being your true, speaking your truth, being your true self mm-hmm. opens floodgates. So I'm really comfortable, like I said, going in front of a mirror and just like stripping down naked and <laughs> looking at my cottage cheese butt, but I feel good about it. And you know what else is really comfortable? Rothy's. Mm. Rothy's. <laughs> Have you heard about this company making super stylish shoes for women and girls out of, get this, recycled plastic water bottles? Stop. Yep. And let me tell you, I have them in my bag whenever I travel or whenever I'm going out at night and I want to like switch into like something more comfortable and get out of my heels. They're really comfortable. All right. They're my go-to. Rothy's is the everyday flats for life on the go. They're stylish and versatile. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Rothy's come in a wide range of colors and patterns, and they're available in four different silhouettes. 
Plus, they're constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three or four that you'll love since Rothy's are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, which is, I mean, you're doing good for the world. You're basically buying something um, that's comfortable, so you're helping yourself, but you're also helping out the environment by buying a pair of Rothy shoes. They're ultra comfortable. As soon as you slip them on, like I said, I have them in my bag whenever I go out and I just slip them on. That's right. There's zero break-in period in these shoes. You know when sometimes you buy a pair of shoes and the oh, back yeah. of your heel, like it starts bleeding and you need to wear Band-Aids? Not with Rothy's. <laughs> you don't have to do it with Rothy's. And what's another major bonus about this company that I absolutely adore? They're fully machine washable for the lazy people out there like myself you just throw them in the washing machine and they're completely machine washable every time they need a every time they need a refresh you can simply toss them in the washing machine it's like getting a fresh pair of laundry of shoes basically every day you'll quickly discover why buzzfeed called their them their forever shoes yep they're forever shoes my favorite shoe is the sunshine I love that name, but it's a sunshine pointed toe flat. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code, of course, Dean, D-E-A-N, to get free shipping with no minimum. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter Dean, D-E-A-N, to get your favorite new pair of flats and free shipping. That's rothys.com, and claim this offer with the code Dean. Well, I might have to get you a pair, Mick. I think I need to try these. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's your birthday next weekend. You're going to be I going out. I want the sunshine. Oh, we going to match? Yeah, we, we are. going to be matchy-matchy. Yeah, matchy. Another thing we're really matchy-matchy on is our level of anxiety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love... So, one thing I love about Michaela, um, she's so brutally honest on your... In- That's what I... Like, I just love the fact that you're just, just the stunning woman. Thank you. You're smart. Um, you were on this TV show, um, you have this fame, but you're also so open about everyday life. Oh, yeah. I think it's important. You, I remember, I think you were in the bath once and you were having like a panic or you had a panic attack somewhere um, and you're asking people for their advice on what to do. So do you know where that stems from? Well, I've, I've always had a little bit of anxiety. When I was younger, it was more of a social anxiety. So I couldn't go into a restaurant to meet a friend by myself. Or if I was going to a sports game, I would have to get someone to meet me outside and walk in with me. Like I couldn't do the bigger social situations. Um, and now it sort of turned into more of a general anxiety with panic attacks uh, integrated in there, which is super fun. Oh. Um, but it actually got wor- the worst it's ever been after The Bachelor. Um, yep. Because... Ding ding ding. Can we get a <laughs> can we get a sound effect there? So it's... yeah. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's it's really hard after, especially because we had already broken up before the right. show aired and I had to not tell anybody that A I was the last one standing or however you want to say it. B that the relationship was already over, so I had to watch every episode of the show. Knowing that nothing was going to happen at the end, but everyone yeah. was rooting for me. Right. And I had insane anxiety right. almost after every viewing party. Did you feel party, like you were going to let people down? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. they're all rooting for me. Mm-hmm. And then after every viewing party that anyone ever hosted for me, I literally vomited for like six to eight hours. And No. You know, yeah, I had such bad panic after the episode was over. I would, you know, be even at a hotel in an event, run into the bathroom with maybe a best friend, lock myself yeah. in there, and I'd be in the shower vomiting forever. Yeah. It's terrible. But, I mean, 
I, a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, of, especially going on the show. And if you do have that anxiety before going on yes. the show. I So my first panic attack was I was in Italy and we were driving up. Well, I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat. And my boyfriend at the time was driving up this mountain. And there was this massive yellow sign that says, that said caduta massa, which means massive fall. And I looked down and all I saw was nothing, just complete darkness. So I was like, <gasps> if he's st- and like in Italy, there's no road. So mm-hmm. it's like one way, like it's basically a one way for two cars. And I remember thinking if a, a car comes down and hits us, I'm rolling on the side of this mountain. And that's the first thing I see. So I just started, I remember feeling not in control of my body and like I couldn't breathe properly and then I just started shaking and crying and I was like I need to get it I remember like I need to get out of the car I need to get a car and he was like calm down calm down then he started freaking out and I was like if he freaks out and he's driving and that was my first panic attack and then and then I was like I had a second panic attack when Nick and I were talking about breaking up and I remember how devastating it was um, and the conversations of us talking about like moving forward and, you know, like how, how are we going to do this? And just like having an open conversation, which I, I'd rather have an open conversation. If someone is going through a breakup, don't just wake up one day and then be like, Oh, we're done. Oh, like, no. no, if you love the person and you respect them, it's so important to go into a relationship hoping that the person that you're with is going to if it's going to end is they're going to break up with you in a respectful kind of way yes in order for you to move on to the next person and not have all these um you know like extra pain yeah extra pain that that's going to linger so I think while you're breaking up, if you're in the on the verge of breaking up with someone, talk about it with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not happy. These are things that I need. Like, how, how can we move forward from this and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, just talk about it with each other instead of just waking up one day and breaking their heart. It's like, like a blindsided breakup like a rose ceremony. Dude, that's what happened to me. <laughs> I was in love with this one guy. And I... Um, he was at my house and the next morning he sends me an email. Actually, a couple cool. later, late, a couple hours later, he sends me an email, a breakup email. And I remember like being, oh my God, he loves me so much. He just loved my house. <laughs> and he let, he wrote me an email and I opened the email. Oh. And I called my best friend bawling. I'm like, dude, you need to write, you need to read the email because I couldn't finish it. And he broke up with me. And that was like, it was so hard to get over that relationship because of how the breakup happened but anyway so back to anxiety I think for me um I'll wake up like if there's something like super stressful that's happening in my life even if even if it's not super stressful but in my head it's it's stressful I won't be able I'll be able to fall asleep because the entire day I'm so emotionally drained from thinking so much the morning the next morning is like when I have my my panic attacks wake up with crippling anxiety oh my god (laughs) I remember once um I got into a fight with a, a boyfriend of mine and I had to do laundry and I brought all my stuff on my bed and I looked at all my laundry on my bed and I was just paralyzed. I was like, I can't move. I can't physically move because everything, like everything is just so much. Too like, much. I can't fold my laundry right now. Yeah. And I fell on my knees and I just started bawling my eyes out and it took for that moment for me to just like cry it out to be like, okay, I could do it. Yeah. And I mean, that those little moments, I think, are really important, you know, to overcome small things when you're having panic or anxiety. Then the other thing about it is that I feel like it kind of 
can recreate itself in a new way once you've been like, okay, this isn't making me anxious and I'm helping myself in situations that I know that I'm anxious by doing X, Y, and Z. But then, you know, you can master that and then it can creep in in a different way. So I think like the tools that you can establish for yourself to figure out what the f*** is going on when all this is happening or even just things that you can trick your mind so that you can, you know, recover Mm -hmm. and not be stuck in that place, not be stuck in front of your laundry, you know, not be stuck in the floor of the shower. Like trying to trying to beat it, right? And I I I feel like I have uh, I have more of the tools now than I did in my twenties and my early twenties when I you know I thought in my early twenties I thought I was invincible and I also thought the world was filled with butterflies and rainbows and lollipops and cotton candy until I realized it is not. Nope. Relationships are hard work. Relationships that you want to be in are really hard work. Um. And I remember someone saying, like, oh, find a relationship that's easy. Like, if you feel like it's an easy, like, yeah, it's easy to be with the boyfriend I am with now that you haven't met, but I really, I, I can't, really can't wait. wait for a yeah, double date. Double date. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's hard work because you want to make sure I'm working on myself. He's working on our, on himself. But we want to make sure that we're bringing in positivity into the relationship. Um, and I love doing therapy because it helps me establish and understand, okay, where is this anxiety actually coming from? And where is it actually linked? And my anxiety comes from trust. Yeah. Um, Your parents are divorced. They are, yes. Yeah, my parents are divorced as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, What age did your parents get divorced? I was four. I was 18. Okay, so that's So that's interesting. I wonder Mm -hmm. how, do you feel like it's affected your view on relationships? I do, and... Um, I, I do my, my dad's been remarried for a long time, but my mom had been in a couple different relationships and we were, me and my sister were primarily living with her. So I remember when my sister was getting married, she was having that feeling that you're talking about wondering like, Oh my God, like, can I do this? Do Mm -hmm. I know? Can I trust? Mm -hmm. Is this going to work out? Is Mm -hmm. it going to fall apart? Or I haven't really seen this yet. So can I actually be this wife? Can I be this person? And, um, I do think that, uh, in some moments I look back on that and I'm like, Oh I can't do this like I don't know but I also learned so much from seeing all like all that separation Mm -hmm. and I think that if you look at you know maybe that's not the one relationship that's going to inspire you but if you look at other relationships that are more successful I just think that that's what kind of flipped my mind 180 I'm not going to not believe that I can be in love and date and have a marriage I'm going to think that I can because I know that I can do this. Yeah, and yeah. you know that you want it and but that you scary. deserve it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But scary. if you don't stay positive, there's no way to to navigate around. I feel like I needed to stay positive. Well, so this book that I'm reading, the uh, the happiness equation, they say 90% of our happiness isn't based on what's happening in the world. It's based on how we see the world. So 10% of our happiness is based is circumstantial. Right. But 90% of it perspective. is perspective. Yeah. So That's we can, crazy. isn't it crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we can't control our emotions, but we can, we can control how we see the world, yes. how we see our bodies, how we see ourselves, how, like how we, how can we envision like the life that we want to have? And that's like true to like, what's that book? The secret. I don't know if you've read it. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't read it either, but I, the author or the person behind the whole concept talks about like envisioning this lifestyle that we want to have. And it's so true. 90% of our happiness is, is perception. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Perceptive. Perspective. Perspective. Perspective, yeah. not perception. Is that the same word? Perspective. Perce- no, perception. Perception. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's no our one perce- here. Perception. Our perception. And perspective. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes. No, no, it's, it's mm-hmm. very much the same thing. <laughs> Should we go back to A? 
I've actually tried this ASMR for um, anxiety related to sleeping problems in the past. Mm. So it's so funny. I don't even know why we we got on ASMR today. I don't know. But I'm trying to be sexy. My boyfriend oh, was working. Yeah. Um, but my boyfriend sometimes when we're going to bed and he notices that I'm restless, he'll suggest putting on these videos on YouTube of these women who do this and one night it put me out within two minutes and the second time I listened to it to try to calm down a little bit in sleep I was so creeped out like it was a different version of the video and she was it was getting weird so I requested it to be turned off but um that's just one tiny thing that you can do for sleep if you want to try it out that's ASMR um other than that for anxiety I for me it's all about the stage of the mm-hmm. of the anxiety. So if I'm already like deep in my anxiety, if someone tells me calm down, breathe, I'm like please f- off yeah it's so beyond yeah. me being able to catch my breath well there's certain right things now. that i mean but it's true right it is about breathing and there's yes. certain things like when you're going through a breakup people are like you know what it's all like time heals all i'm like that's not what no. i want to hear right now <laughs> oh yeah I you'll want, be better next yeah, year <laughs> i want you to tell me he's gonna come back for you like yeah. it's gonna work yeah. out even if it's not now it's gonna work like that's not obviously that's not the best advice the best advice is time heals all yeah but that's not what you want to hear no. when you're going through a break oh heck no so like early stages of anxiety breathe okay deep breathing is so important to cope i feel like when you start to first start to feel anxious but if you're already past this and you can't use your breathing mm-hmm. to try to cope I love just to like sit on the floor in the shower and let the hot water run mm-hmm. and do the breathing in there. Hot shower. So yeah. you know what I like to do when I shower? Uh, first of all, <laughs> I should shower more. Same. My boyfriend gets <laughs> mad when I don't shower every day. He really does. Really? He's like, are you going to shower? I'm like, I literally just oh, don't want to wash my hair Yeah, right now. it's so long to like dry it. So I got this, co- this company sent me this dry shampoo that I was showing you today. I posted on my Instagram uh, last night if you guys want to go check it out. Not an ad, just so obsessed with them. So they send me more and he starts laughing. He's like, well, now this is another incentive for you not to shower. Yeah. And I'm like, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. um, love me. Yeah, love me and my uh, stinkiness. My so I like to shower, and when I shower, I envision just like washing away and in like the water that's going onto my body and dripping on my body and falling to the floor and going into the drain is all that negative energy, then like all those negative feelings you have towards yourself, the negative feelings that people are projecting onto you, um, the compares comparisons that you've been doing on yourself and you know the expectations that you have on yourself drain it down let it go mm-hmm. and that's when I, that's what I do when I shower because I've been trying to meditate but I'm so I'm so like someone and I feel I like can't. you're you're like exactly <laughs> like me like da, 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 da. like yeah, there's a circus yeah. going on in your head at you know <laughs> at all times but that's my my version of meditation it's just like when I shower and I try to like clear my head and envision that water just dripping down and into the t- into the drain and also dancing dancing is one of my favorite things to do i just turn on like happy tunes and i love dancing in front of a mirror yes that's yeah i mean that's a good one i just love mirrors it sounds so yeah. vain yeah <laughs> finds the mirror in every room there's like literally there's a mirror in every room and then so my boyfriend's um sister lives in la her name is jesse may wolf Wolf. I said it. I said that so weirdly. Wolf. Wolf. Like Like a wolf. Rawr. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So uh, she has this movement called Heart Rise Movement, and it's a four-step meditation method. And I did a session with her. He did a session with her. So basically, when you're having anxiety, you're, you're supposed to like, let's say you see something that triggers you. I don't know. This water bottle triggers me. So I see this like I like basically the steps are with heart vision. I see 
this water bottle. With heart focus, I feel oh, anxiety. I feel hatred. I don't know what, what it is about the water bottle, but it's making me like anxious. With heart knowing, I free. So you free all of those like emotions. Like you understand that you're feeling them, then let them go, free them, like release them away from you. And then with heart wisdom, I flow. And flow is like open your eyes and come back to the state that you're in now. I'm in studio now because what happens when you have anxiety, you're basically, you're you're physically here, but your mind's not there. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried doing that a few times because there's like a few triggers of like either if you smell something, yep. you know, because mm-hmm. smell is linked so closely yeah. to memory or if you see something or um, so that's like another method I've been using. Um, and you can check her website out or I'll post something on my Instagram for you guys. But that's basically. Have you ever tried the five, four, three, two, one? No. It's like when you start to panic or have anxiety, you say five things out loud that you see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, and one nice thing about yourself. Oh, I like that. And you say all these things out loud, and it just helps ground your brain from the spiral that it's in, and it brings you back to, like, the space in which you are in. Oh. So I've I've done that a few times super successfully, so if anyone wants to try that out. Five, four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. So five is? Uh, five things that you can see, just anything. Okay. Or, you know, so, like, a red wall, a right. black chair. Um, four things you can hear, mm-hmm. three things you can feel, two things you can smell, and then one, one nice thing about yourself. One nice thing about yourself. I love that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I was also reading up on ways to uh, feel happy. Like some mm-hmm. people are like, well, how do you just be happy? Like Vanessa, you always seem like you're in a positive mood. I'm like, oh no, there's <laughs> days I am not. Little do you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's other days where I'm like, I just want to like be in my PJs and not leave my house or for the whole, whole week. And but people should know that that's normal. Oh, yeah. That is totally you know? normal. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay. No one's happy all the time. Yeah. No. And I, I think, like, it's totally normal to just have days where you're like, I want to be lazy the entire day. Oh, I want to Uber Eats everything. And, yeah. And, like, not clean my house and not shower for a week. That's <laughs> me every week. <laughs> Can you get this girl a shower? Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, um, I forgot where I was going with this. I, I just sound so dirty. <laughs> I actually showered last night. Uh, so did I. So did, did you? I. Oh. We have hygiene. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I put a lot of dry shampoo. Yeah, the water. <laughs> a lot of dry shampoo. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what kind of advice would you give someone that is you're in a long? So now you're no longer in a long distance relationship. But what are th- some things that you can give um, advice to people that are in long distance relationships because I feel like especially you know if you're in your 20s and um, you're going to college and you're dating someone that's living in a different state and you really love this person but how do you make time for them or how do you trust that they're being faithful and all of these things that would go through my head well I think for for me personally and I mean I try to trust people until they give me a reason not to trust them it's sometimes harder to discover reasons why you shouldn't trust people when you're doing long distance but I think it's so key to always for the two of you always have something to look forward to so know the next time you're going to see each other plan something fun and cute a trip or a visit but if you always have, you know, a countdown in which mm-hmm. you are counting down the days till you can see each other and be your cute little selves, I think that's so important. So you're never mm-hmm. wondering when the next time is. Right. Also, just carving out time. If you want to make it work and it's important to you, you can carve out at least five, ten minutes every single day to do FaceTime. I think texting oh, and all this stuff is great, but like FaceTime, 
is so so key. important. I FaceTime with my boyfriend who lives. I'm not kidding you. Four minutes from my house. Oh, good. Yes. I I love connect. You're such a you're such a to- you. You only ever talk to me via voice note. Yeah. Like you're not. She's not a talk. She just wants to talk. She just wants yeah, to talk. Yeah, I just want to chat. More, more, yeah, more, I want to connect. More personal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why um a couple of days ago I posted this picture of Dean and I on my Instagram <laughs> and I was talking about. Well, obviously, I was like feeding off of the, our podcast called Help I Suck at Dating and Red Carpets. So I asked you guys if you wanted me to give you some of my undivided. I, I was going to give you my undivided attention until Instagram basically stopped me because I was writing back to too many messages. Oh, rude. But basically, I know, right? So basically, I had a bunch of people not only message me and comment on that picture on dating advice, but send me so many DMs. And I love connecting with you guys i love when you're just brutally honest about that's happening in your life because i'm like i could relate to more than half of it i haven't met all of you on my instagram but i feel like i have when you guys are just able to be you know Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to just like let it like just tell me how it is like what's going on in your relationship um so let's read some of the comments uh easton do you have some of them that you could read to us i do i do uh this is from lizzie i tend to get too excited about someone early on and end up scaring them off (laughs) any advice (laughs) should i be better at playing the game oh i hate Uh, the game i know like what there shouldn't be no i don't think i agree with vanessa i don't think that there should be a game like if you are being 100 percent authentically yourself and you think this isn't this isn't working for you then you're probably just not dating the right person if you feel like you have to change or do something different that's not you or play a game you should probably just move on a little bit yeah well so i've always been that person that goes straight in i I feel like we're swearing so much. Easton, you're going to have to beep so much Sorry. of this podcast. But I'm going to beep. I'm going to have to let you beep on this one. I f- hate meeting someone and they're not themselves until six months or a year after. Yeah, what the hell? It's like, no, no, no. Everything that you know, you want to tell me in six months from now, tell me now. Yes. <laughs> and it's not because, like, I'm, a, yeah, I'm Curious George and, like, I think I could be a private investigator in my next life or in this lifetime if I really wanted to. <laughs> I think most women could be. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather you tell me something that's brutally honest and so f-ing ugly and scary because I will take you. I will take yeah. you for who you are because you are showing me yourself instead of hiding. Yeah. And that for me, at least, is the biggest kind of way to connect with someone. So um, Lizzie, if you feel like people are running away from you, they're not your match. No. You know, you want someone who is going to be able to be like, yep, this is what I want. Uh, th- these are things that I'm looking for. Um, but, you know, I-, I made my mistake of basically saying, like, I want kids way too early on in a relationship. And that, you know, some guys are like, whoa, well, baby talk is always a scary talk. So let's not do that <laughs> in the first date. <laughs> oh, what other comments do we have? Uh, this is from Shania. I hope it's Shania Twain. I just, Ooh, got en- <laughs> I just got engaged, but I've been getting some really negative comments about it recently. How did you deal with it? How did you stay positive and excited when people were trying to bring down you and Nick? Oh, God. Listen, Shania Twain, people, <laughs> people will be negative when you have something they can't have. Truth. Preach. So when you are happy and when you, when you have your together... People will find a way to project their insecurities onto whatever greatness is happening in your life. If this is a person that you know you want to be with, then 
who cares what anyone else has to say, right? And uh, Ellen DeGeneres uh, said this in her, um, I went to her concert, or her show in Montreal, and she was basically saying when she became famous, there was a lot of people who were like saying positive stuff and negative stuff. And she's like, well, if I have to believe, if I'm going to believe the po- the negative stuff, I'm going to have to believe the positive comments coming. There right? you go. Yeah. So don't hone in. I think we have such a tendency to just like, if there's one negative comment, we just hone in on that one negative comment. And it sounds like it feels like the whole world's against you when it's just that one bitter person saying something. Um, so yeah, just let people speak. Let people talk. No matter what you do. I said this at AFR. If you choose door A in life, people will still have something to, negative to say. You choose mm-hmm. door B, they will still have something negative yep. to say. So do whatever makes you happy and you don't have to make other people happy no and don't take it personally because it's always about them it's never about you yeah it's a, it's a hard thing to do but totally true here's one from damar do you think it's okay for people in serious relationships to go to strip clubs <laughs> that's my constipated voice <laughs> um i think i wrote to damar already um but mick what do you think uh i personally i think if it's a kind of more circumstantial situation and it's communicated i don't want my boyfriend going to the strip club on the weekend for fun no but if it's you know someone's bachelor party and he needs he's going out with the boys for one night and he lets me know and he comes home after great but i think like the whole act of going and objectifying women in that way is just not something i would want my significant other doing yeah like yeah i guess if it's a um if it's a bachelor party, but even now, like, do people still go to strip clubs for bachelor parties? I wish they didn't, but they do. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, I like doing things together. Like, I'm someone who, uh, I, I sometimes I don't know if I say too much because my mom listens to the podcast, but <laughs> I'm someone who, I've been to strip clubs with previous relationships, uh, in previous relationships with my partner. Cause it's like, Oh, well let's like enjoy it together. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a secret cause you don't want to shame someone for doing something. Cause then that's when they start leading a double life. Um, but I think if it's something that you're doing cause you have nothing else to do, then yeah, that's a big red flag mm-hmm. for me at least. Yeah. Depends on what your, what the relationship is like. There was another one I wanted to read from Amanda because uh, I I could relate to you. Well, a couple months ago, I could have related to you because I was single and a lot of my friends are single. What do you do when all your friends are married, engaged, or in a relationship and you're literally the last single girl in the group? Help! Oh, I think that you can't compare. You just, you can't. I think if you're the you know, you're the last single girl in the group, some, someone had to be, but I don't think it's... It's it's means for you to feel bad. I think that you know you're gonna you'll meet your person. Your time you'll time your blah your time your time will come. And yeah, you just try not to compare to the friends. Be happy for them. They'll be happy for you. Yeah, I always say this. So um, when I was single, I remember thinking like, oh my god, that, that person's engaged and they're happy. I'm gonna die alone. Yeah, and that person's married and they're happy. How? Why does engagement and marriage? equal happiness it shouldn't right just because your your friends might look at you and be like damn i wish i was single right now like damn i wish i had the freedom all the freedom in the world i would say amanda enjoy these moments enjoy just like discovering yourself and having fun and you know like doing things for yourself and along the way that right person will come your way i really do believe there is someone for everyone um 
And maybe the men that you've met haven't been for you, or maybe they might reappear in your life because timing wasn't right. But definitely, like Mick said, don't compare yourself. Um, and maybe join like a different group of uh, like a an art class or a stu- like a Pilates studio and like grow your friendship circle and um, invite new people in. So I'm super excited because Reza Farahan from Shaz of Sunset, it's on uh, Bravo TV. Really excited. He's going to be coming in to talk to us um, right after this. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Reza. What's up, Vanessa? Uh, oh, I wish I could see you in person and hug, give you a huge hug. And I smell really good, so I uh, wish we were seeing each other in that. person, you too. <laughs> Thank you. We got to talk about why you smell so good. Is it your hair? It's my hair, and I brought you guys, like, <gasps> a little sampler platter of Reza Be Obsessed that you guys can 
share and figure out what works for whom. Okay, so this wonderful voice that you're hearing, and I wish I was sitting next to him in studio right now, is Reza Farahan. Am I saying that right, your last name? Totally. You said it the very Persian way, actually, which I'm so impressed. (laughs) So I'm in studio with Michaela. Hello. And I was just like, I have so many Persian friends. And she's like, well, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So maybe that's why I was able to pronounce your name so well. So you are on Shaw's the Sunset on Bravo, and I think this is what, season seven? We are actually about to start shooting season eight next month. Oh, that's so exciting. So I watched a few episodes. It's so funny. So I was doing some research and my boyfriend was sitting next to me. He's like, oh, my God, Reza. Yeah. I was like, you know, do you know of each other? He's like, he's a huge fan of the show. Oh, my God. (laughs) My boyfriend who never watched an episode of The Bachelor has watched Shaws of Sunset, which is basically... um, it's a reality show based off of a group of you. You're all Persian, right? We are. Yeah. Yeah. So it follows your life and all the drama and all that. But I feel like you guys are so supportive of each other. We are. You know, it's it's funny because I have people from all over the world, from all different ethnicities, say like Greek people, Latin Americans, South Americans, you name it, Koreans, different amazing Asian countries, they're like, oh, my God, Persians are just like us. (laughs) So it's funny because if you come from, like, a different culture, immigrant community, there are a lot of similarities. We're, you know, we're flamboyant, we're loud, but Mm -hmm. ultimately we're super family-oriented and really supportive of one another. Yeah, I love that. I love, I feel like, um, I mean, uh, yeah, Italians are like that. Totally. Yeah. It's like that tribal mentality. Like we're here in a foreign land. Let's look out for one another. Exactly. So since this is a dating podcast, what kind of, well, first of all, why, what made you want to join the show? I keep getting asked that too. I loved, I absolutely loved, loved, loved dating. I loved first dates. I was super into like meeting new people and figuring them out and what makes them tick And I would tell people that within five minutes of being with someone on a date, I could tell whether or not I could put my tongue in their mouth. (laughs) No, like not that far. Like if I could. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, can I walk down the aisle? Letting (laughs) someone put their tongue in my, like kissing is such a big deal. Like I knew within five minutes if I could kiss the person or not. And what was it about them? Was it how they smelled? (laughs) No, first, of, like, the the teeth are a big deal, like, hands, nails, the way they're, like... Really? If, yeah, if you're groomed and, like, yeah. you're tidy, hmm. it's you probably floss. God, if, I was just talking about how I don't shower, so... <laughs> and the good news is I'm gay, so yeah, we would have never had an issue. <laughs> we would be, like, picking up guys together. <laughs> We'd be fighting over them. That's not good. <laughs> um. So... What is your advice to people who are dating now? Like in 2019, you know, people like Mikhail and I, well, we're in relationships. Uh, we were both on The Bachelor and we both got, uh, well, I got engaged to The Bachelor. Michaela ended up with The Bachelor, but our relationships didn't last. Um, and now we're both in, I would say, serious, yes. healthy relationships, yeah. both in Montreal. Very excited Ooh. about that. Um, so what kind of advice would you give people who are wanting to date now? And it's like, it is so difficult. Well, my advice is um, specific to how you met the person that you're going to be going on this date with. Because, you know, I have tons of friends. I have lots of relatives. 
all different ages, obviously. And, you know, predominantly people are meeting, you know, via social media, online or something other than like, you know, in a bar or at an event where you actually see the person in real life prior to going on a date. So my advice is make sure you talk to the person because a really, really, really good friend of mine just went on a date with someone who had like the hottest pictures and they communicated. No, he was super hot on pictures and they communicated exclusively via text and DMs through, you know, the social app. And then when they met, my friend was like, Rez, he first of all showed up wearing like, oh, like a, a headpiece. It wasn't even a wig. It was like a headpiece, <laughs> like a, a Trojan wig headpiece. And when he opened his mouth, I wasn't sure of his gender. And I was like, you know, for me, that's not a big issue. My friend really likes super masculine guys. I'm like, mm-hmm. you idiot. If you had talked to him on the phone before you had gone on this date or maybe trolled his social media a little more, you might have gotten a glimpse. Like, Dude. look at this picture where he's yeah. wearing a dress. Yeah. Why like, didn't you scroll down further? We were just talking about how I could basically become a personal investigator or sorry a private invest a private personal investigator (laughs) like if you want me to find out stuff about the guy you're dating i mean i'll do it for free um but also like i'm so big on facetime like if like if i'm gonna go on a date with someone prior and i've done like i've dated i've gone on i wouldn't say blind dates but guys i've never met in person but i'm like dude let's facetime before so we can see if we have any like chemistry 100 percent. and walk around your house let me see if there's like toothpaste marks on your mirror in your bathroom yes like how many roommates are in that house walking around yeah also depending what age they are but if they're yeah if they're like in their late 30s and they have roommates well i mean it could work but not not for everyone because you want that privacy i'm sorry depending on how old you are roommates cannot work like oh we can't go to my place because like my roommate might be home I'm well, I'm way too old for that. Depending on your age, that's a big, big yeah, issue. An, it's an issue. But I mean, then again, I was living at my mom's house till I was 29. <laughs> I mean, let, different situation. I also yeah, I lived know. at my my parents' home until I was 25, but it was because they wouldn't let me go, Same. and the, the the crying and the ball and chain and the guilt. Yeah, the guilt. Yeah, she. My mom was like, "Well, I might as well move back to Iran." I was yeah. like, "Really, Rich? Like because of that, you're gonna move back to Iran?" Oh so God. you grew up in Beverly Hills? I did. Yeah, okay. I went to Beverly Hills High School with Monica Lewinsky and Eric Menendez. Stop. 100. Oh my oh, God. Oh, I just. Like, gave away how old I am, too, by the way. I, Most people are like, who's 26. Monica Lewinsky? Oh, <laughs> no, I think, well, yeah, I guess depending how, you know who Monica yes, Lewinsky yes, is. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, well, you're two years younger than me. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting. So do you feel like, have you ever dated outside of L.A. or outside of Beverly Hills or California? Yes, I have. And it's really interesting to date someone outside who thinks they know what's important to me mm-hmm. and start rattling off like brand names or things that they own, oh, no, which no, is no, a no, huge, no, 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 no. huge turnoff for me. That usually means they don't have those things. And the fact that they think that 
those are the only things I care about is even more important to me than the things because the assumption is that I'm super shallow and only, you know, obsessed with material possessions, which Mm -hmm. can be very fun. But if there's nothing beyond, you know, your finances, I'm not really going to want to hang out with you. And to top it off, if I was dating someone just like me, one of us would be six feet under and the other one of us would be in jail. (laughs) So you're basically saying opposites do attract? 100%. Like my husband says to me, he's like, honey, can I wear your Louis Vuittons? I'm like, "Uh, you mean my Louboutins? Yeah. Do you want to use my Louis Vuitton carry-on bag or do you want to wear my Louboutin shoes? He's like, you know what I'm talking about, the shoes. Yeah, I think, well, my my boyfriend uh, now, I'm someone who's like a huge extrovert and I like kind of, I love socializing and he's more, he's he's a lot calmer than I am. So he allows me to like take it down a notch, you know? Totally. How are you you and your boyfriend? Absolutely the same. He's very, very even keeled, very lower energy than me. So, yeah, he helps. What sign are you guys? I'm an Aries. I'm a Libra. Ooh, Aries. Uh What's your man, Aries? Um, Shoot. He's well. His birthday's November nineteenth. Can you help me? Is he a Scorpio? Yeah, yeah he's he a is. Scorpio. Oh my God! I, your kids are in trouble. <laughs> Wait, what am I? I'm a Libra, and Josh is a uh, Aquarius. No, Pisces. Okay, Pisces are the most evolved sign of the zodiac. That's first and foremost. So, like, they could have a parent die, but they'll still go to dinner that night because they have to eat. Mm-hmm. Libras want everyone to like them, so you care way too much <laughs> about what people think of you, which is really annoying for someone like an Aries or a Leo like me. Mm-hmm. Because love you. Yeah. we have zero Fs to give. Like I used to have yeah. a crumpled up F in the back of my wallet. I can't even find that F anymore. Oh my god. That is hilarious. <laughs> so is that so can you give us a little what's gonna happen in season eight? Oh, my God. So I have a new girlfriend who I'm trying to bring around my friend group. So hopefully she'll be able to assimilate. MJ's about to pop like she's due any she moment. She just got married, right? She or just last season. She just got married. She's very, very pregnant. She's been on bed rest. Um, and I'm feverishly working on this hair care line because yes, I spent all that. I spent all the money that I had in the world on Reza Be Obsessed, which has eight products, by the way. Shampoo. Yes. I think you like mentioned in last season, you put in how many? $500,000, you guys. Shampoo, conditioner, leave-in conditioner, hair oil, sea salt spray, wax, hairspray, and uh, pomade. So we're No, con- and gel. We just came out with a gel. So I have $500,000 worth of products sitting around that I need to sell well, so I can have selling. a baby. Let's start plugging it in. Where can we find this product? Well, I'm really excited. I don't even know if I'm allowed to announce this yet. but Let's I- just do it. Just let's do it. announce it. Let's do it. Yeah. I think my products are going to be nationwide at Sally Beauty Stores, um, which is a huge deal. And I was just on Evine. Um, last Monday, and I sold over $55,000 worth of product in <gasps> two hours Yay! of being yeah. on TV. So I'm oh, really proud of myself. Can awesome. we buy these products online? Can we go on your Instagram page? You and- totally can go on my Instagram page. You can go on com, or you can go on Evine and get a coupon code to save 15% off your first purchase. And you guys, the products... 
like a lot of people have products. I didn't want anything unless it was exactly the way I wanted it. And I my business partner let me put in. We've I've not made a dollar off of this line because it's been a passion project for me. It's got gold in it. It's got champagne for shine. It's got diamonds for strength and protection. Wow. But the thing, okay. the thing that I'm obsessed about is I'm 45. My hair is jet black and will remain jet black as they're closing the coffin door. I'll be touching my hair up. <laughs> Are you dyeing it or is it just natural? Jeans? No, boo-boo. It's dyed galore. Oh. Like, <laughs> it is dyed and it is jet black. And I have a product called Black Diamond Oil. And if you use, if you color your hair, you process your hair if you use this black diamond oil you will notice how much longer your hair color lasts now i'm done with my shameless plug let's get no, back no i to love it. that i love it so where can we find you where can we find your products and where can we find shaws of sunset well if you are in las vegas on may 4th i will be at the sally beauty supply store in las vegas nevada so come say hi Come give me a hug. Come buy some of my products. Um, you, you can see me on Shaws of Sunset, on Bravo. Um, we are going to start shooting the next season next month. So hopefully, you know, in six or eight months. You'll be sold out of all your products but, by then, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but you can see me, you know, anytime on social media. I'm, I'm Reza Farahan across all my platforms. So Reza Farahan, yeah. F-A-R-A-H-A-N. You so got it. So we can it. follow you there, and or we can go to RezaBeObsessed.com to buy your products and, you know, get some jet black hair. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are young. You guys are good. Oh. But just remember, once the it, color starts going in your hair, you want some of that Reza Be Obsessed black oh, diamond yeah. oil to preserve the color. I'm going to have to get it for my man because he's already salt and pepper. So we're going to have to, I can like, it's like a, such a base color, white. I can dye his co- his hair any color, sure you know, you like pink yeah. one day and purple another. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Okay, perfect. Well, Reza, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, make My sure to watch pleasure. Uh, Shaza Sunset on Bravo. Season 8 is going to be airing. Uh, we're going to start uh, shooting um, and filming soon, and we can find you on Instagram and, of course, your products online and on your Instagram page. Thank you so much for coming in. I wish I could give you a big, big hug right now. I just gave you guys a big kiss. Big kiss to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, you guys. Bye. That was such a great episode, Mick. Thank you so much for coming on and being honest and being your beautiful self. Thank you so much for having me. It was (laughs) so wonderful. I love that you live in Montreal now. And Reza, thank you. A big thank you to Reza. Um, I love him. He's such a great personality. And a very big thank you to hers. Our listeners get their first month of anti-aging formula. That's right. The first month of anti-aging formula from hers for $10. Just go to forhers.com slash Dean. And a very big thank you to the most comfortable shoes ever. Rothy's. Go to rothys.com and enter Dean. Of course, the code is always Dean, D-E-A-N, to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. Guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning into this week, uh, this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Hopefully next week, well, we're all going to suck a little bit less, and hopefully next week, Dean and Jared will uh, will show up to the next episode. Thank you guys so much. Make sure to join our Facebook group. If you're not on Facebook, then you can always uh, DM me, Dean, or Jared. Slide into our DMs or go on our Help I Suck at Dating Instagram page and uh, follow us there. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 